Welcome back to the Hour View Podcast. On today's episode, I welcome my guest, Gigi Robinson. Gigi is an advocate, educator, and speaker whose platform focuses on body image, chronic illness, and mental health. Join our discussion as we discover everything we need is within a conversation about body positivity. like to welcome everybody back to another episode of the Our View podcast, where we aim to raise awareness, educate, and change the tone of conversation about disabilities. I am very happy to welcome my guest uh, to the podcast today and um, looking forward to our conversation. So I would like to welcome Gigi to the podcast. Hello. Uh, hello. Hello. It is great to uh, meet you face to face. Uh, through Zoom, of course. <laughs> but uh, thank you so much for your time today. And um, thank you for connecting with me through uh, the wonderful new app of uh, Clubhouse. Can you Absolutely. tell us who is Gigi? <laughs> um, yes. Absolutely. Well, hello, everyone. Um, my name is Gigi Robinson. I am a New York City-based content creator, uh, digital artist, uh, photographer, consultant. I wear many hats, but I kind of like it that way. Um, and I have Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, POTS, mm -hmm. um, and, and mast cell activation syndrome. Um, so they're all invisible illnesses unless I am, you know, injured or recovering from an injury and wearing a brace or a cast. And um, I've been diagnosed with EDS specifically since I was 11. And I'm only 22 now. So that's about half my life. But, um, you know, it's it's really interesting because I didn't really acknowledge or come to terms with my chronic condition until honestly 2019 when I was a senior in college and uh, a lot had to happen to get me to come to terms with it. And I thought for a while, you know, nobody wants to talk about my invisible illness. Nobody wants to acknowledge it. Um, nothing's wrong with me. That's, mm -hmm. that's what I was kind of thinking. Um, like, obviously my, my family was always nice and like, oh, like, you know, little things um, like, oh, like I can carry your backpack or like, you know, random, random little things that do help because with EDS, um, for those that don't know, it's a connective tissue disorder. And basically for me, at least um, the way that it manifests in my body is that pretty much doing anything can like set off a muscle pull or a muscle tear. Um, and because the muscles and the ligaments are so loose in my body, um, it makes it easier for my joints to sublux and fall out of place. And basically it's just not fun. Um, makes me in this state of cr like chronic pain um, all the time. And uh, it's, it's definitely a really hard thing to manage because for, from when I was diagnosed pretty much until, like I said, in 2019, mentally, I was like, you're not sick. You're you, like, you know, just ignore the pain. It's not there. And I think by the time that I had these really intense flare-ups, 
um, it was when I had to like take this step back and be like, okay, you do have pain. You can't manage your lifestyle as is without medication. Um, you need a better support system and you need more rest, like just plain and simple. Um, and I ended up having to speak with the disability office at my, my school, which I've always been registered with. Um, so if you're somebody in university and you're in school, make sure that you, you know, register with, with them. They're on your side. They're there to help you and vouch for you. Um, and yeah, so, so I ended up taking a reduced course load for two semesters to try to manage my health and the pandemic happened and I ended up just doing that from home. So I don't know if that was helpful or not. I can't really speak to it, but um, I did, you know, graduate and I'm actually in my master's now. And I'm just really, really grateful that I can do it all from my bed right behind me. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, that is. Um, I, I love that you mentioned the uh, the disability services at the, uh, at the schools, at the colleges. Those, those are uh, great resources for everyone to, um, you know, to take uh, take use of, and and they're very helpful with, um, you know, understanding and and um, you know, figuring things out for you and what works for you individually uh, for your uh, disability diagnosis. So I, I know you talked a little bit about what uh, EDS is. Um, can you talk about your other? um, diagnosis and how, um, how everything just impacts your, your daily life. Yeah. So, um, for anyone living with all three, um, most people know, I guess who have EDS that POTS and mast cell often are, you know, the, the brother and sister of EDS. They're, um, under that umbrella of dysautonomia and, um, Mm. <laughs> mast cell makes uh makes things difficult because I could be allergic or have an allergic reaction to the smallest thing um so you know for example if I wear something that has like a specific dye in it it could cause me to like break out in hives or like have a, have like some strange allergic reaction um and there's Honestly, I found not much that I can do to manage it. Um, an example that, you know, I uh, always will talk about is drinking alcohol. Like it, with mast cell, I mean, uh, basically it's your, your body is confused on how to respond to histamines. Um, so alcohol is something, and like nuts, they have a lot of histamines in them. So like anytime I eat a handful of nuts or like an acidic fruit, I'll get like canker sores and ulcers in my mouth. Um, like, like those, I don't know, you know, those little ulcers there, there's mm -hmm. a pain in the butt. Um, and so that's, it's something that's annoying that happens. And I feel like it just happens because of mast cell. There's not really an explanation for it. Um, and people are like, we don't know how to treat them. We don't know where they come from, but they can be caused by X, Y, Z. And then um, with, with alcohol for me, at least, it will cause my eyes to puff up to the point where I can barely open them um, the morning after typically. And so I um, honestly, in 2020 so far, I mean, oh my God, in 2021, <laughs> I have kind of committed to going sober and 
I just think, um, honestly, it's, it's something that's so little. And um, I think there's so many other, you know, beauties of, of life that you don't necessarily need alcohol for. And um, I know that drinking will really affect my body in a, in a way that I don't, it makes me feel miserable. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm done with that. That's like mm-hmm. the first time I publicly announced it. So I guess that's cool. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah, mast, mast cell, it's not, I don't know if it necessarily causes me like the chronic pain that I have. I'm pretty sure that's just like the EDS. Um, and yeah. And then POTS um, is basically like, I'm going to give you a very simple like image of what that is, but it's basically like that, those moments where you, you stand up too quickly and you feel like you're going to black out, but like it actually causes your heart rate to go like through the roof. And it's, it's honestly very scary. I personally have not fainted, but I've like almost fainted a couple of times. Like I had like my dad nearby or I had like a bed nearby that I could kind of like grab onto. Um, and honestly, it's really, really scary. Um, it's a scary condition. I have very mild symptoms of POTS, but Nonetheless, I think it's important to acknowledge and and talk about those symptoms because um, at the end of the day, like a doctor said like, hey, you have this and um, I'm not, I'm not going to discredit that to like, oh, I just got, got dizzy this once. It's like, no, like I actually have things that I need to do to take care of myself to prevent those um, scarier moments from happening. Yeah, it's, um, I I really um, thank you for for sharing all of that. I wanted to, um, you know, make sure that that you had a chance to explain what uh, those diagnoses mean, because, um, you know, a lot of times we hear, we hear things, we hear terms that are, um, you know, people have this, people have that, uh, but we don't know what the uh, impact it has on the individual. And, uh, you know, as you said, you you know, certain things that would, um, you know, cause the, the flare-ups, like you said, it's alcohol for you with, um, the, uh, Mastel and, and it's just, um, you know, I think people with disabilities, people with different diagnoses, we learn these things about ourselves and then it's just like, okay, you know, I might have to, you know, change this or not do that. And, um, you know, because it does, it makes us feel better. Like I said, we connected through uh, clubhouse and, um, we became friends, uh, followed each other on, um, Instagram. Can I just say how awesome these clubhouse rooms are? I feel like honestly, it's this time where there is space for people to talk about disability and disability policy and dealing with chronic illness. And like for the people that don't want to join, like, great, they don't have to. It's like a place that I know that's like safe where I can go and hear and talk um, and connect with amazing people like yourself, um, and just continue to, to grow and learn and, you know, be there for each other. So I, I'm a fan of Clubhouse. I can't wait until they roll out more, you know, accessibility features for those that are hard of hearing. Um, but that is hopefully coming once they're out of beta. Yes. Yeah, I agree. I love that. Um, it does provide a space for, uh, for any room topic that you would like, uh, and you're able to, um, you know, you're able to talk about, or you're able to, uh, you know, place your preferences and pick your preferences. So 
whatever, you know, whatever it is that you'd like, uh, those types of rooms will show up, whether it's, you know, growing your Instagram and, and YouTube pages or podcasting or uh, disabilities. And I'm very happy to see all of the uh, multiple room topics uh, dedicated to disabilities. And like you said, they talk about everything from, uh, you know, childhood experiences of growing up with a disability to uh, policy changes. And there, there are, um, you know, people who work it within the government that are talking about, you know, how we can help uh, make changes in, in the world of disability. There are uh, producers and filmmakers who are talking about disabilities and entertainment, which is, uh, it has been mm -hmm. a really, really big topic uh, recently because you don't see people with disabilities and stories of people with disabilities being told in the movies or, um, you know, on TV. So uh, Clubhouse has been really, really great. <laughs> yeah, and, and on the note of, you know, representing people with disabilities in film, I think, you know, we've come a long way in terms of actually, you know, making films about people with disabilities. And I think that's amazing. But um, I was doing a lot of reflecting kind of amidst uh, Sia's new uh, movie that's coming out. and. Um, you know, when I feel as though when you cast somebody without a disability to play someone with one, it can kind of discredit like that the the disability as a whole. It's like, well, if an actor can do it, then maybe, you know, like, I, I don't know, like me, obviously it doesn't give them that full um, authority to like be exactly who they are and, and to represent the community as like properly, I would say. Mm -hmm. um, so it's it's been kind of frustrating to see and frustrating to think about. Obviously we can't change what happened. And um, I think that's, you know, that's what happens when you have ableist perspectives trying to tell the story of disability. And I think um, there's obviously hundreds of thousands of incredible people with conditions that can play these roles. And I think um, the next step in, in media is gonna be giving it to them. Absolutely, yeah, that is uh, so true. And, um, you know, so I am grateful for Clubhouse for uh, the ability to connect with uh, people, uh, you know, who are willing to talk about these things and willing to share their stories. And I love your Instagram page. Um, I just love your energy and just the way that you are, um, uh, just so so positive and and just real like you really like you keep it real <laughs> on your uh, social media pages and I really appreciate that uh, so in your um, you know you're a photographer and uh, you really promote um, like the positive body image and um, you know being positive and, and uh, I guess like good self-esteem and those types of messages um, you know, to educate people about uh, your conditions and, um, you know, other types of uh, diagnoses that are out there. So what made you, um, what made you get into that whole, uh, you know, message of, of body positivity and uh, using that as part of your message? Yeah, um, thank you so much for the compliments. I really appreciate it. Um, I would say that I, you know, I have, always done photography it's I picked my camera up um actually it kind of happened at the exact same time that I was diagnosed with with EDS um because I was told that I could no longer swim 
um, competitively. I was, so again, back to EDS, my shoulders are super hypermobile. So I could like almost do like a perfect butterfly, like, like better than other people because my shoulders were hypermobile. So the doctors were like, if you don't stop this, (laughs) it's not going to be good for you. So I stopped swimming. And um, then a couple injuries started to follow, which is when I, I was like, what can I do? I lost my passion for swimming because um, it was like taken from me. And I was like, what am I going to do? So I always loved art and my dad had a camera and I just kind of took it <laughs> and <laughs> with his permission, of course. And um, I started... Um, you know, just, just shooting uh, as much as I could. And they weren't good at first. It takes time. Um, you know, there's like this saying that like, you need to, um, what is it? You put in your 10,000 hours uh, to become a master at something, or, you know, you come up with 10,000, um, ideas and the 10,000 and first is like the breadwinner or something like, (laughs) Um, you know, it's taken time. And I've, again, I've been shooting since I was 11. I wouldn't say those beginning years were, you know, really good, but those were foundational, uh, and necessary for me to get where I am today. And, um, by the time I was in high school, I did have this like entrancement with putting my images on magazine covers. So I like would take photos of my friends and, Photoshop the magazine covers on because I was like, oh, look, my photos are good enough to be on magazine covers. But it was also about you don't have to be a model to be on a magazine cover. And that's I didn't quite know how to articulate it when I was, you know, in 11th grade when I made the book. Uh But, um, you know, now it's just really full circle for me because here I am four or five years later and it's the exact thing I'm still talking about so I feel like I had this passion early on and um, when I was in FIT so I actually transferred schools I went to FIT for a year and then I went to USC after but in FIT you know one of my projects was about um, I made this documentary that's like I feel like a supermodel and it's about you know that anyone can be a supermodel you don't have to conform to the specific model body you can be 5'2 and you can be um you know 5'10 and you can be plus size and you can have big boobs they're like a small butt like it's not or body hair even like it's not something that should be confined to measurements like we're all beauty and I think the right person and the right look is what the job should go to um and we shouldn't put limits on that so basically that was freshman in college. And then um, I, again, started having these flare-ups and these issues. And I would say I lost my way a little when I was in LA um, because Los Angeles can be a little bit jaded uh, for anybody, I guess, coming in or out of it. It's like, everyone is beautiful. Everyone's skinny. Everyone's blonde. Everyone, you know, people don't talk about disability there. And um, I was like, really confused like why is no one talking about the struggles why are no why are no people talking about how difficult it is to live up to this obnoxious standard and reality of of um of beauty and um then simultaneously I was having my flare-ups with my EDS um where as I mentioned before I ultimately ended up taking a reduced course load but 
um, I figured if I can kind of like talk about and create images about my experience living with chronic illness, then maybe I can also talk about my passion and um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it an issue, but you know, my, yeah, yeah, maybe it is an issue. My issue with like society standards um, of body image and, and also I just want to mention that it goes back to when I was in middle school dealing with the first signs, I guess, of, you know, body image issues, eating disorders are starting to come up those were times where I wish I had resources and I wish I had somebody to look up to and talk to about issues that, um, you know, that I, I didn't fully understand. And I think that's really my motivation now is educating um, youth and, and otherwise um, adults uh, about issues that, um, hopefully will will become not issues in the near future yes <laughs> i do appreciate you know all of the work you're doing like absolutely incredible and something i think we have in common is like the desire to educate people especially yes. those who um I, it's not necessarily to like bring a, a change of perspective to them. It's just to give them a better understanding of what reality is, I think. Yes. Um, and it's, it's up to them if they want to, you know, change their perspective. It says something about this next generation of kids in that they are like willing to really disrupt and break the boundaries and really like, I don't, you know, from a kid's perspective, it's easy to say, I can be friends with anyone. I can, you know, I don't care what somebody looks like, but obviously you you take the blankets off when you're an adult and it, it becomes a lot more scary than that. Right, yes. Um, and, and all of those nice, amazing things people said as kids um, are not so nice. And I think at least from what you're saying in, in working with these kids is that, you know, they, they are coming to terms with their conditions earlier on and they're learning how to articulate it earlier mm -hmm. on. I do, I do seriously think that that's, you know, attributed in part to all of the kids that, you know, follow people like you and I who yes. are putting this work out there to make, make sure that they're comfortable um, and, and uh, able to kind of talk about it. And cause like, I know I didn't have that when I was right. younger. And I had to think about it like, wow, like I was never hidden or kept from people. I was always out and about and doing everything, but we never talked about it. <laughs> so now, like you said, it, it's being talked about more often. And even, um, you know, now that I'm, uh, and I, I don't call myself a full grown adult, because um, I'll never take on that responsibility. <laughs> but, <laughs> but with my friends having kids and um, me being around my friends who have kids, it's, um, you know, that's been very helpful as well because they get to ask questions. And so it, I, you know, I like to think that it prepares them for when they see someone who uses a wheelchair, they can say, oh, my mom's friend has a wheelchair. It's no big deal. And they'll be willing to, you know, walk up to that new, new kid on the playground or new kid on in the school and say like, oh, hey, you know, like my, my mom's friend has a wheelchair. He has spina bifida. So they'll know all about these things. And uh, just being open and, and, uh, willing to talk about it more, I think has um, has been very helpful uh, with uh, breaking down these uh, old stereotypes that exist. <laughs> I love hearing stories where um, 
you know, you've created something and developed a passion out of, um, you know, out of something that uh, affected you, like you said, back when you were in middle school mm -hmm. and you, um, you know, you wish you had something or someone to, uh, to look up to and someone that you could talk about and share these, uh, you know, these, these things that you were going through at the time. So for you to then, um, you know, grow up to create something that, um, you know, middle school and, and even adults can uh, look up to and, um, you know, say like, hey, it's, it's okay. And um, I, I think that's just really great that you used your own, um, your own experience to create something that will uh, benefit uh, so many other people. And um, yeah. yeah, so with your, um, again, back to your Instagram, um, you have created a series of IGTV uh, a show uh, that is called Everything You Need Is Within. And that is, it's, I love the title. It's just really great. And um, could you talk about that and how you, um, how you began that uh, series of episodes and uh, what the purpose is for uh, creating that? Yeah, absolutely. I, um, again, I, I thank you for your like attention to detail and like finding that um, out about me. Um, I basically started this series on my IGTV um, and we're going to be talking about a variety of things, but the title is Everything You Need Is Within. And um, I, I truly believe that we can, uh, you know, get through our, our worst days, like we can get through today. And um, that only comes from within and um, from the support that we have around us. And um, so far I've had some, you know, really awesome people on um, to talk about inclusive swimwear and, you know, setting up your financial goals in your twenties. And, um, you know, I, I, my first guest, um, her name was Jess and we talked about disability in education um, and how there really is a lack of uh, education around disability um, taught in, in school. And I think that is a place that sincerely needs to change and we need to continue to talk about it. And there needs to be more, um, you know, children's books about it. And there needs to be uh, a slight history of, uh, you know, disability representation and, and learning about um, disability movements uh, in, in history, because I feel like I, I, did, I don't remember learning about those in, in my history classes. And maybe had I, I would have felt a little more comfortable at coming to terms with it. And something else that, you know, I think is really important to acknowledge aside from the IGTV is that, you know, we could talk about the word disability without it being this derogatory term. It's not. Um, right. and, and I think once we can get to a place where, you know, people don't see disability as this big bad thing and they just kind of understand that it's it's literally I mean the definition is it's like something that literally limits your ability to do something right. um and, and <laughs> um you know once once we kind of maybe view it view it that way and just say like oh, okay some people need like help it's like oh you're allergic to oranges I'm allergic to apples okay that doesn't make us like each like completely separate we're still fruit you know right. um and um, I think I think hopefully once we all kind of 
destigmatize that word a little bit, mm -hmm. it's going to be um, just better uh, for everyone. And, and we'll hopefully um, down the line, you know, it'll help younger kids, it'll help adults with disabilities. Um, and uh, yeah, sorry, that was a tangent. I'm like the queen of tangents. <laughs> it's, it's, it's great, because I think that is, I, I think we begin to, you know, break down the stereotypes by having conversations. So that right. is exactly what you're doing through that series of um, on your IGTV. It's just you're having conversations about disabilities and yeah. about, um, you, you know, and that's, I, I love that you provided the definition of the word disability because it's just like, that's all it is. It limits one of your functions. And it's like, yeah, it limits, for me, it limits my ability to walk well. Mm -hmm. Like, I, and so, yes, I have a disability. It's okay. Right. <laughs> I have a disability, but yet I also like to do all these other things. And, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's exactly what this podcast is about. And I feel that's what you are, um, you know, through your, your work that you're doing, that's, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to, um, you know, just really see, uh, you know, show people the different, the other side of it and, um, you know, what they choose to do with it. As you mentioned earlier, it's like, that's up to them to change their own, um, perspective of it, but it's just, um, you know, we have to do our part in uh, having these conversations and talking about uh, the lack of disability education and, and the fact that they don't teach it in schools, mm -hmm. uh, that there was a disabilities movement and, uh, you know, to make changes. And it's, uh, you know, something more than that should just be a page or a paragraph in a history book. It Absolutely. should definitely be, um, you know, talked about a whole lot more. So, I think, um, you know, I think it's very important that, uh, you know, this, this IGTV series that you've, you've started and again, love the title because I think everybody, we all have something, everything we need, we have it, you know, within us to, uh, to make those changes and to be the person that we need to be. And it's just, um, you know, just finding it and using it and, and um, figuring out ways that we can uh, use it to benefit um, you know, the community at large, the, the larger uh, population around us, uh, people around us. So, Absolutely. And yeah. I think like another thing, um, I guess, about why I, I kind of started this series was like, again, back to that idea of not having the resource to like view a YouTuber or a content creator who was, you know, who I could relate to other than being like, Oh, like I'm in, like you can watch a million things about fashion or lifestyle, but there's not really this conversation about disability and and how right. that affects your day to day life and how your friendships have been impacted and what it's done, you know, to your family and what like for example, like what exercise looks like. Like people are like, oh yeah, I'm gonna work out. They don't realize what we mean. Like oh yeah, I'm gonna go like do PT for an hour. <laughs> like. Uh -huh. um, like, <laughs> I don't know, that's like a personal one, I guess, but um, it, it just goes back to having conversations about things that I wish I, I had kind of known when I was younger and hopefully, again, inspiring these, these younger kids to, um, 
do do everything that they want to and know that they can pursue a passion despite um, a, a disability or despite any roadblock that they um, encounter. And um, now that we have um, talked about your Instagram page, can you let everyone know what your Instagram page is and oh, yeah. um, any other uh, social media sites or uh, platforms that you would like for them to follow you on? <laughs> yeah, you guys can find me at it's Gigi Robinson. Um, so you just type a little at sign and then it's Gigi Robinson. <laughs> yes. um, and that's on all social platforms, um, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. Um, and then I'm just Gigi Robinson on YouTube because they, I don't know, I couldn't figure out how to do it otherwise, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's pretty, pretty simple. Yeah. So make sure you all go follow her. She has great content. And, um, you know, I really, again, I really enjoyed the, uh, the post that you have up to wrap up this episode, and uh, like I wrap up all of my episodes, I like to ask a version of the following question. And that is, what is most misunderstood about your diagnosis? So that can be, uh, as it applies to you, uh, it can just be about EDS or mast cell or, or POTS in general, or, um, or just people with disabilities in general. You can approach it in any way you'd like. <laughs> Yes, thank you so much for, you know, having me on here. Um, and I would say the biggest thing about EDS um, and, and the chronic conditions that I have is really um, helping to educate others, um, which is, you know, commonly like well, the things that are commonly misunderstood um, because I don't look like I'm sick most of the time and I look like I'm totally fine. And because of my, you know, bubbly personality, people don't see like when I'm like knocked out on my bed at home because I'm exhausted. Um, or like when my flare ups are happening because I have to go to class, like people don't see that. And again, that's something I'm really grateful for that came out of 2020 is hopefully a more flexible schedule for those, um, with disabilities to give us, you know, accommodations. Um, yes. Or, or to be to be more flexible with the accommodations, um, and yeah, overall, I would I would just say the the lack of understanding that you don't need to physically look ill to to really uh, you know be diagnosed with something, and if you're struggling with that, you know my DMs are open. I I think Arthur's DMs are always open. Absolutely. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> you know we're that's why we're here. That's why we're talking about it. Yes, definitely. I'm so glad you mentioned the. Um flexible work schedules because it's so crazy how many stories again back to uh, clubhouse being in those rooms hearing people tell their stories of they've asked for an accommodation to work from home or to have a, a flexible work schedule where they can you know work in the office two or three days a week and work from home the other days and they were denied and now because of the pandemic, everybody's working from home. So it's really interesting how it's like, oh, they couldn't do it, but now everybody has to do it. And it's just, it works, you know, and it's, it's possible. So um, yeah, it, it's really, um, really interesting how, how that happened and how fast it happened. <laughs> uh, that yep. it was just like, okay, yeah, starting, it's Friday and starting Monday, everybody's working from home. But um, yeah, being denied that uh, as a person with a disability and, um, then, you know, to have it change for everybody, uh, you know, and, and good reason, of course, you know, they had to do it, but it's just interesting how 
people with disabilities have been denied that same request, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, and now it's granted to everybody. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's definitely something that, you know, it gives you that perspective of like, oh, like, did our voice even matter? Does it matter? Um, mm -hmm. Especially in the in the workplace. And I think, you know, we'll keep going and the next thing will be in media and after media it'll be in or hopefully education before media or vice versa but um in education and media and in entertainment and um hopefully we can just be kinder people to one another and more understanding I think that's what we all want yes definitely Gigi, thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. Um, I've enjoyed this conversation and um, hearing your story. And um, so thank you so much. And uh, I just appreciate you and uh, the work that you're doing and keep it up. And um, as a side note, I live in Jersey. So when I'm allowed back out, we're hanging out in the city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I love New York. It's like my favorite place. <laughs> But um, you have a great day and um, I will definitely be in touch. Sounds great. Thank you so much for having me again. I really, I enjoyed it. And yes, I've, it's like so funny. I've been connecting with so many people virtually and I'm like, once the pandemic's over, once we're vaccinated, like we, we will go out in the city um, right. <laughs> and, you know, just, just get to get back to life as usual and have those fun conversations and um, continue to disrupt whatever it is we can. That's right. That's absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> but thank, yeah, thank you so much. And uh, you have a good day and I'll be in touch. Sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. <laughs> thank you for listening to this episode of the Our View podcast. Leave us a review wherever you listen and let us know what you liked about this episode. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and be sure to follow us on all social media platforms for more disability-related content at Our View for Life. That's O-U-R- V-I-E-W, the number four, L-I-F-E. If you listen to this episode on your phone, take a screenshot and post it to your Instagram or Facebook stories and be sure to tag us. We thank you for listening and take care.